the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, They're tremendous items. There's, um, you know, I just purchased the other day for a friend. They have all different cities and towns in Rhode Island. So, you know, if you're friendly with someone from Cumberland, you can buy them a Cumberland sign. That always looks good in a house or somewhere that someone from there or Smithfield, Lincoln, wherever it may be. There's a friend of mine who's a big Cranston person. So I, I bought them a Cranston sign. Operation Made. Where do you see all these unique items? And again, they're made all by veterans. I want to play... And I want to comment on this Michelle Obama video that she uh, has put out and released. Who to vote for or whether to vote at all. I wanted to take a moment to remind you what's at stake and to urge you to make a plan to vote today. Because let's be honest, right now our country is in chaos because of a president who isn't up to the job. That's not true. And if we want to regain any kind of stability, we've got to ensure that Every eligible voter is informed and engaged in this election. What is all this push to vote? Because the stakes are on I don't want people voting. No. Not just in the headlines, but in our families. If you're a parent like me, 
you're feeling the consequences of this president's failure that to take this pandemic seriously. How is your life changed? Constant downplaying of the importance of masks and social distancing. You've made 100 to his million. relentless pressure on schools to open without offering a clear plan or that meaningful is support false. to keep students and teachers safe. What? Kids belong in school. Are in college now, and luckily they're taking classes from home this semester. But in just a few weeks since schools have resumed, many of their friends who return to campus have either tested positive or are living with someone who has. Stop the tape right there. And not one student is up in the hospital. This is a talking point. They're making it political. I blame the media on this. I'm sorry. New York, excuse me, PCURI. All these students positive, Johnson and Wales, not one, not one student in the hospital. So the Obama girls are at home. Well, they're missing out on the college experience. The college kids, folks, not one in the hospital, testing positive. Children belong in school right now. There's not one college student or one child, K through 12, in the hospital. This is all about the emergency rooms. This is all about the hospital. We can't have the hospitals overwhelmed. Back in the spring, the reason the colleges went to distance learning, because the thought was, oh, my God, what if then all these kids on the college campus got sick and then, you know, they're flooding the emergency rooms? And everything. Then we find out it's not like that. It doesn't hit them like that. This is an old talking point. I will say that shame on Michelle Obama for even mentioning that. You know, we're telling our friends they shouldn't have their kids at college. You're wrong. They're missing out. That time can't be made up. All right, let it continue. Yes, it's anecdotal, of course, and everybody wants their kids back in school as soon as it's safe. Are you sure about that? I don't hear that everybody wants their kids back in school. I don't hear that in any way. Yes, it is anecdotal. Of this president's failure to take Wrong. this pandemic seriously. That is not fair. From his constant downplaying of the importance of masks and social distancing. Well, that part is a little bit. relentless pressure on schools to open without offering a clear plan or meaningful support to keep students and teachers safe. That is not true. Look, our daughters are in college now, and luckily they're taking classes from home this semester. Luckily. But in just a few weeks since schools have resumed, many of their friends who return to campus have either tested positive or are living with someone who has. And the kids are still there. Yes, it's anecdotal, of course, and everybody wants their kids back in school as soon as it's safe. You don't sound that way. But as a mom, it is frightening. Oh, Thinking stop. about all these young people who were just our babies yesterday. Oh, my God. Quarantined alone in dorms or Fear-mongering. with little or no support as the disease continues to spread. Unable to come home if their symptoms get worse? That's for your protection. Just imagine the toll that worry is taking on families across this country. They're talking to them every day. Yes, thankfully there's some relief in knowing that most cases in young people are mild. No, all. And I pray every day that no one faces longer-term consequences oh, to this disease. A little more fear-mongering. the truth is... We just don't know yet. Uh, no, we don't, do we, and Michelle? we simply cannot trust this president to tell oh. us the truth about right. anything. Okay, but well, we'll trust Biden. Meanwhile, parents with younger kids are dealing with another set of stresses. From grade schoolers who want to learn but struggle to connect with their teacher through a screen. Well, because you don't want them in school. That open and close with little advance notice, leaving everyone in an endless cycle of It is of a pandemic. You don't have a too solution. Too parents are still juggling two jobs and multiple kids 
without any support. Because your husband was Not president for eight millions years. Millions of families anxious about making rent or getting internet access or affording childcare. Oh my care. God! It's painful to think. Painful to listen that to. Months into this crisis, this is still where we are. And you're still using no clear plan, no March peace talking of mind. points. And the worst part is, it didn't have to be like this. Look around the world. We're a so much bigger country. That is false. This level of that is very unfair. Ridiculous. These countries were hit by the same virus as we were. They had the same kind of resources to contain it as we did. But what they didn't have to contend with was this president. Oh, God. A man who had every resource at his disposal. The finest medical experts, our best intelligence, and yet ignored all the advice and failed to produce a plan to provide enough tests for worried families or protective equipment for our health care workers. Now, that is completely unfair and false, folks. That is Michelle Obama. And again, it's John DePietro. Boy, that is talk about fear mongering, cherry picking facts. Come on. They didn't know what the deal was back in March and April. We thought if you get it, you die. They're still saying this, the save lives thing. There were 500 kids on the PC campus that have it, and none of them are in the hospital. Not one. Asymptomatic. Those poor kids quarantining in the alone. Yeah, FaceTiming with their friends, doing whatever. They, they were home in their room anyway. And then just probably telling their parents, nope, I feel fine. No, my, I feel fine. All right, here's a... Um, I want to play this. This is uh, Michelle Obama talking about the protesters. This ought to be pretty good. But let's be very real. America is divided right now. And a lot of people are being sold lies from those who want to get rich or stay in power or sometimes both. And as I've said before, we must all empathize with those who might not look like us or vote like us. We have got to put ourselves in one another's shoes. Oh, this preachy. Think about it. You've worked hard all your life. A cry voice. And for too long, you've watched the rich get richer. Oh, my God. All right, hold on. This is, she does say about you've seen the protesters. You've seen your beloved pounds shattered by joblessness. You've watched families destroyed It was because of the pandemic. Health challenges. Oh, my God. All of this long before this virus hit. America and it is frustrating to hear some folks say that you've been the beneficiary of privilege, that the color of your skin gives you a head start. That is the reality for far too many hardworking, decent Americans. But right now, the president and his allies are trying to tap into that frustration and distract from his breathtaking failures by giving folks someone to blame other than them. They're stoking fears about black and brown Americans lying about how minorities will destroy the suburbs. They are. up violence and intimidation. It's true. And they're pinning it all on what's been an overwhelmingly peaceful movement for racial solidarity. Oh my God, it's what true. a joke. Research backs it up. You Only mean the riots? That is bull. Demonstrations have had any yeah, violence tell that... <laughs> Tell that to the businesses that got so burned. what the president is doing is once again... Tell that to the people killed. false. 
he is it's morally wrong reporting what yes, we are all watching it is racist but that doesn't mean it won't work see this is nothing more than this is michelle obama an attempt to try to get you not to vote for him listen if you put on television and you watch chicago and wisconsin and we watched it all summer long and what they've done in new york and you say look at those people rioting and looting and burning the cities and everything you don't you, that doesn't make you a racist if you repeat what you're watching and seeing with your own two eyes it makes you a, a realist you're living in reality this is someone who's not living in reality how about the fact of portland they're primarily white that is a joke and they're the ones that threaten they want to come to the suburbs it's that movement people you know what you've seen she can't convince you of that i you know i can't that is a pet peeve. I can't stand that whole thing, folks, of primarily peaceful. I mean, it's a joke. It's become a parody. Primarily peaceful protesters as they're burning down the cities and rioting and looting. Look at just how they've created terror and destroyed downtown Providence and Providence going up to Federal Hill. So if you're against that, hear the, hear the, the talk she's saying. If you're against that, that makes you a racist. No, it doesn't. It makes you someone that wants people to follow the laws and the rules. That's what it makes you. Because this is a, a difficult time, a confusing time. And when people hear these lies and crazy conspiracies repeated over and over and over again, they don't know what to think. With everything going on in their lives, they don't have time to fact check falsehoods being spread throughout the Internet. Like the one you're telling right now. Now, listen, I I uh, respect Michelle Obama, first lady. By and large, you know, she's wildly popular. But this is completely unfair to do to you, to me, to everyone that has watched this charade that has gone on. By the way, do you notice all the protests have come to an end all of a sudden? How come suddenly they've stopped? As soon as they showed polling that the protests were hurting the Democrat Party and Biden, they stopped. Back in August, early September, my God, I was going to three a week. Suddenly, they all come to a halt. Don't say it's it's not the weather. Their, their thought, and you want to talk about organized, folks, the thought was just create all this chaos, and then it becomes, look at what a mess it is in Trump's America. And then they found out that he wasn't actually being blamed for it. The Trump people were successful in saying, no, wait a minute. The problems in New York City are the problems because of New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. It's not us. The problems in Washington, D.C. are the District of Columbia and what they allow. And then the same thing in Chicago and some of these other cities. It certainly is not. He offers to send in the National Guard and they'd shut it right down. Never forget, folks, keep in mind, back after the riot in Providence, Mayor Lorza did not want to send in the National Guard. It was Governor Amundo that brought in the National Guard. That Friday night, when there were 10,000 people at the Rhode Island State House, if they did not have the National Guard, I'm telling you right now, there would have been a riot. Without, the only reason there was no riot was because of the National Guard. It had been up to Mayor Alorza that it would have been no National Guard. Don't forget that. All right, I want to go back and play that. See, this is completely disingenuous to say it's all racist that's foolishness and this is a lie and i hope people see right through her lie it's morally wrong and yes 
it is racist. But that doesn't mean it won't work. You know, that is not true. We we watched, we all did, watched in horror uh, of all the protests the entire summer and the way they've destroyed many cities and downtowns. And if you watched it and saw it and you felt you, you know, you were against it, that does not make you a racist in any way. It makes you, like, like everyone else, mortified by it. An overwhelmingly peaceful movement for racial solidarity. Racial solidarity. True. Research backs it up. Only- no, it research backs it up. What research backs up? You see broken windows. You see burned police cruisers. You see police officers shot and killed. People's businesses destroyed. They have destroyed New York City. No one wants to live there. No one is there. Anyone that has a second home or another place to live, they fled the city and they're not going back. This is more right. They, they've destroyed downtown Providence. And now they're scaring the hell out of everyone on Federal Hill. This is not. That, there's not, nothing racist. People are frightened by what they're watching. And by the way, when you see a lot of the protesters with hoods on and they have the hoodie and the mask, and you, you, you can't even tell if they're white or black. You just know that it's protesters. Don't say, you know, this whole line, the majority of them are peaceful, is just such a joke. A tiny fraction of demonstrations have had any violence at all. That is, what, why would they be, like, you know, as I've said, this is the ultimate, other than that, how is the theater, Mrs. Lincoln? You know, that that is a narrative. Well, if that is the case, then why are they talking about the, quote, proud boys and the white supremacists? And then to say that, you know, there were hardly any white supremacists in the entire country. If if one Trump person does something wrong, they make a huge deal. Why is that made a big deal about it? You know, with this type of mentality, why can't you substitute violence for racist cops? Because by and large, most most police are good police and they don't use excessive force. They don't do anything wrong like that. Using this type of logic. Why don't we use that type of logic? If that's the case, hey, I watched the George George Floyd video like you did, and only one cop had his knee on his neck. The rest of them, they weren't doing anything. So why should any of them be held accountable? No, the truth is, listen, you 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 know what the deal is. We all know what the deal is. And she may try that. That is, I don't like the tactic of, and you know what? And it's also racist if you feel that way. It doesn't make you racist if you feel that way. It makes you someone... You know, living in reality. If you, How do you ignore something like that? Hey, I want to remind you folks, this heating season, call my friends at Hoy- Henry Oil. Switch over to Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Who delivers your oil? I'm asking you. Make the switch to Henry Oil. And I'll tell you why. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred online at henryoil.com 401-521-0200. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. They are reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. And remember, since 1947, Henry Oil, call them today, 401-521-0200. Make the switch today. To Henry Oil, 401-521-0200 and online at henryoil.com. 
Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. It's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. And it's brought to you by Coogan Heating. Folks, uh, day two of the BRIC trial is in the books. With us is our legal analyst, uh, Rhode Island top attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, if you wouldn't mind, uh, day two started. I was in the courtroom, and Judge Procassini uh, used the opportunity to talk a little bit about his experience with the bench case, this case, and how both parties and the public should anticipate things in going forward. Yes, as we've discussed, um, Judge Procassini is a really excellent trial judge, and he went out of his way to describe for the attorneys who sort of know the drill and for the members of the press and for the general public that he has a pretty standard way in which he conducts a bench trial 
that is after at the conclusion of all the evidence um, instead of having attorneys immediately stand up and give a oral closing argument he'll typically depending on the complexity of the case give the attorneys maybe a week maybe 10 days to file a written submission their argument their conclusions about what the evidence shows what the what's been proved what hasn't been proved an interpretation of the statutes that are involved in these criminal charges and he indicated that it typically takes them a good six to eight weeks under normal circumstances to come out with a decision which can either be a written decision or a decision delivered from the bench i think he went out of his way to make that point so that no one would misinterpret the delay in coming out with the decision of either guilt or innocence um, that is in any way impacted by the fact that there's an election around the corner, that he's not giving his decision to help or hurt any or to influence any voting. He didn't come out and say it, but I think that's why he went out of his way to discuss his standard operating procedure in a bench trial. The other important thing the judge brought up, which I thought was interesting, is that um, he's had his law clerk doing research on the criminal charges um, against Mr. Britt, and most specifically the money laundering charge. Now, there's all sorts of examples of money laundering um, to purchase drugs, to run an illegal enterprise, to funnel um, money from gambling through legitimate business operations in, a, in an effort to launder the money. Um, the judge said he's, that he has found no case at all similar in the research that he and his clerk have done regarding a fact pattern remotely similar to this case, where it's monies through a political campaign, relatively small dollars. Um, so he's looking to see if there's case law which will either support or maybe not support whatever conclusion he makes. Remembering, John, that the judge here is the finder of fact, and he has to apply the facts to the law as the law is stated. And the only way he makes error is if he makes an in, improper application of the facts to the law as, as it exists. So he's doing his homework. He's doing what a judge is supposed to do. And he's letting the public know that he doesn't just pop off a decision at the conclusion of evidence. This is a long reasoned, detailed decision that he'll ultimately give. Now, Tim, on top of that, uh, did he also indicate that um, the defense will have to put on the defense? I thought, was there some element, I could be wrong, that maybe there was a possibility that he would just dismiss this, the case outright, or are we not there yet? Or for some reason, though, I, I maybe I, I misunderstood. I thought there was some indication that they are going to have to put on their defense. Well, no, I don't recall. Okay. At, at times when I was listening to bits after it was live, you can go back and listen to his comments. Um, I don't know that he said that specifically, but the standard, John, is when the state rests after it's put up all of its witnesses, um, yes. defense counsel will almost automatically, every single time, move to dismiss 
um, arguing that the state has not met the elements to prove that the criminal offense actually occurred. Um, If the judge grants the motion, that's the end of the case. If the judge denies the motion, he can deny it outright or he can reserve on the motion to dismiss until after the defense has put on its presentation. It's likely in this case that the the defense won't get rid of this case at the conclusion of the state's presentation, but they will have to put up, the defense will have to put up witnesses if they so choose. I would, I would assume it's going to go that route. Now, Tim, uh, starting with the, um, well, today, Teresa Graham basically was a quick wrap up, but I thought big witness today was Vic Bichette came in. This was someone who had uh, known uh, Jeopard a little bit and then got in touch with him. Uh, he admitted several things today. Um, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on how you think Vic Pichette, uh, he was a, a, a witness for the prosecution. Uh, how do you think that went for um, for the attorney general's office? Um, he was fine on direct. He um, got poked at quite a bit on cross-examination. Now, in terms of what he offered from the prosecution's perspective, he testified that Britt brought this idea to him. Britt provided the funds, which in turn produced a check from uh, Victor Pichette to the Shauna Lawton campaign. Further, when um, the Board of Elections started making inquiries of Victor Pichette, his testimony is that Britt told him, oh, just say that, you know, you got the money because I you did some work for me. And basically was suggesting to Victor Pichette how to um, either lie or at least misstate things to the Board of Elections. Again, the implication being that Britt was the quarterback of this operation. And when the operation went bad, and as Eddie Coutinho had said, everyone started scurrying for cover, um, people were reaching out to Britt saying, what do we do now? This is getting hot. How do we handle it? And he was the quarterback who was telling people what to say, how to lie, and what to do under those circumstances. Um, he told Shauna Lawton what to do, what to say, what not to say. And he attempted to um, micromanage what Victor Pichette would, was saying as well. Um, so that was the good stuff for the prosecution. On Cross, um, Bob Carrenti did a very good job, very, very thorough, very methodical. Um, going through Victor Pichette's grand jury testimony and pointing out the inconsistencies between what he said before the grand jury and what he said today at trial and kept pounding him on his immunity deal that he was obligated to tell the truth before the grand jury. But his story before the grand jury is different than the story he gave today in court. So which is it? And over and over. Well, you promised to tell the truth. Judge Gibney gave you immunity from prosecution, but you've got to tell the truth. What you told the grand jury, was that the truth or is this the truth? And Victor Pichette didn't like it one bit. He got testy. He got defensive. He got argumentative with defense counsel. And if you're a witness, um, it's hard to do if you're not used to it. But he sort of took the bait and... Bob Carrenti knew just how to needle him. And I think that Pichette's testiness and defensiveness um, would not be impressive for the judge. And I think to the extent that he could, Carrenti did 
some damage in terms of undermining Victor Pichette's credibility. However, Pichette did say the important things on direct. The question is, will the judge believe it or will he think that Pichette, this has a story that keeps changing, you know, from day to day or week to week or year to year? Would this have, um, would that back and forth, Tim, would that maybe have played better if there was a jury sitting there instead of a bench trial? Um, I think the jury would have been potentially uh, more skeptical that now when Bob yes. Carrente gets him on cross, the jurors might say, oh, oh, now I see what's mm. really going on here. Oh, because Pochette was as cool as a cucumber under direct, but he got very snippy and very argumentative on cross, which is um, never a good um, affect to have up there on the witness stand. Even if you're getting hit, you should be calm, placid, and don't take the bait and get emotional. And Victor Pochette kind of took the bait. I'm just wondering if um, if the judge is sitting there saying almost like I know what you're doing and just like kind of get to it or maybe let him him do his thing. Um, I, I think what you said and as I sat there, it just seemed to be very outside of some of the other intrigue that's coming out of this of Pachette. You know, Britt told him to follow Steve Fryas and check out his following at his home. He told him to go to a fundraiser and take a picture of everyone on the guest list. But then when it came down to, he told him to meet him at his house. He gave him a thousand in cash. They show there's one thousand. There it is deposited. There's the check. If they're trying to get him on on a money laundering, I'll say after day two, at the very least, they they have two people, both he and Sean Lawton. That I thought for the most part, I'm not saying there isn't definitely a little more damage on him than Sean Lawton, but um, but basically they they did deliver what they said they would was they brought in two people that showed there was an exchange for money for the for the checks excuse me for Teresa Graham for Teresa Graham that, yeah. yes John and you know Bob Currenti did a very good job poking at Victor Prechette on a lot of ancillary issues not the central issue as you've just restated that Prechette that Britt brought this idea to Pichette, said, I need a favor. I need a, you to write a check for $1,000. Pichette says, I don't have $1,000. Britt says, I'll give it to you. And then you're going to give it back to the Shauna Lawton campaign. And Pichette didn't really think a lot of it. He just did it, assuming I presume that Britt is a guy active in political campaigns and knew what he was doing um, and followed Britt's lead. So nothing on cross undercut that central proposition that Britt made the ask and provided the funds. Now, Tim Dodd, and again, folks, with us is attorney Tim Dodd. We're talking about the day two of the, the Britt trial. <clears throat> For the charges that he is up against, um, it was not until Brad Default got up. Actually, Ed Catuno said that when he was there talking and they were discussing on second thought, you too close. He said that Britt said you you're too close to the campaign. Maybe could your wife write a check? He mentioned that Matt Jerzyk was outside. Um, Brad Default started to say Mattiello campaign, but then the email exchange showed that basically that it was Britt and Jerzyk, but Britt was was also kind of running the show there. Um, as much as they're now going to have Richard Thornton, I think of the Board of Elections as their final 
witness tomorrow for the prosecution. Tim, just based so far day two, we haven't heard the defense yet, but do you think has the prosecution, have they at least made their case for what they were alleging? So far, yes. I think they have satisfied the elements for money laundering, and I think they've satisfied the elements for election interference. Um, Certainly, Brad Dufault um, puts uh, puts Matt Jerzyk somewhat in play because Dufault, in preparing the mailer, was going back and forth with Jerzyk. Jerzyk, I believe, was... um, copying Brit on all of the emails, but that doesn't mean yet, there's no evidence so far, that Jerzyk was aware of the method by which Brit was obtaining the funds to give to the Shauna Lawton campaign to fund this mailer. Um, I'm sure that Jerzyk, if called, will, I presume, say, yeah, I was involved in the mailer, yeah, I knew that it was a Shauna Lawton piece. Yeah, I knew that she was looking to help out Mattiello. But no, I didn't know that Britt was giving people cash in order to get back a check. Right. I'm sure that Britt's going to say, oh, yes, he did. Again, that mm-hmm. Britt can try to take people down with him or smear other people, but that doesn't absolve him or exonerate him from his participation in what is alleged to be criminal conduct. So he can hurt other people, but that doesn't vindicate himself. It also, what I think is interesting is, you know, Ed Catunio, when they said to Ed Catunio, how'd you get paid? I got paid in cash. I mean, he didn't have any, let's look through your documents and files. That's, and then when you heard him, that just wasn't the way he operated. And, and Vic Pachette didn't have certified documents where Britain was telling him, you know, go follow Steve Fryer's do surveillance. It, it was all kind of through seemingly through text, through phone calls, and then with the, the printer default, it was through email. But by and large, this this is not I, I think he's in a bind because I, I we haven't seen a pattern where there seems to be a lot of paperwork, a paper trail following a lot of these uh, discussions. So it's it would be impossible, to, I think to be able to determine one way or the other. And and when you look at Ed Cotuno's testimony, he was very candid. He's got an immunity deal. He was. And I think he was very credible and very believable, whereas Pichette was so twitchy at times. um, You know, it's an uncomfortable thing to watch when um, there's that sort of back and forth between the witness and defense counsel and at one point, the judge had to step in and admonish Mr. Pichette to say, listen, he's the lawyer. You answer his question. You don't answer the question with a question back to counsel, which is also never a good idea to do. But when you get upset, sometimes you do it, but it never works out well for the witness. Tim, do you think also, uh, Tim Dodd, um, you know, both seemingly both Shauna Lawton, uh, Ed Catunio. Teresa Graham and then Vic Pichette, they all basically then felt like they had been dragged in on something that they had been told, oh, no, it's all legit. It's all above board. Does the judge in any way, and not to look too far down the road, but does that maybe hurt a defendant that it almost seems as though you kind of have patsies that are, you know, kind of coming along? Because I I know both Vic Pichette and Shauna Lawton, they'll 
have told people like uh, they rue the day that they cross paths with Brit because of of just how everything turned well, yeah, out. Yeah, this is like for for any normal person, this is extraordinarily uncomfortable stuff to be witnesses in a high profile case and where you have alleged to done something yeah. which is if not criminal, at least unethical or kind of scummy um, at, at the very, very least. It's also interesting, however, that Ed Catunio said, I don't really see anything wrong with it. I still don't see anything wrong with it. And that's, that's, that's yeah. the mentality, I think, that many times one gets when you're in the bubble of a campaign, um, especially a frantic yep. campaign like the, that race was in 2016, Sometimes you're doing things and you can't see the forest for the trees. I think that Matt Jerzyk yeah. would likely say it was a frantic time. Uh, we did things and maybe were a little sloppy and didn't think it through before things happened. Um, and I think that that is a reasonable sentiment to have when you're in the vortex of this crazy, crazy um, political campaign that all these guys were involved in. But as far as this criminal piece, it appears that Britt was the quarterback. It was his idea. He did all the asking. He did all the funding. And that seems to be where it, where it begins and ends. Yeah, and, and executed it. I mean, he did exactly what he was, which was then the, the mailer went out. Now, Tim Dodd, tomorrow, Richard Thornton, from what we understand, it's unfortunately going to be rather extensive. I'm not looking forward to it. But could um, could the defense, do you expect that the defense would start tomorrow or would the judge maybe uh, maybe say, you know, we're going to resume the prosecution rests and then we'll start the defense on Thursday? I, well, I think that if, if Thornton is actually the last witness, um, if he takes a good part of the day, the judge might, um, the judge would have to give some indication if and when the defense moves to dismiss, um, the judge has to make some sort of a ruling either saying, I'm denying your motion, I'm granting your motion, or I'm going to reserve on it because he's got to let the defense know if they need to be calling witnesses in. And um, okay. that's something they would probably have already worked out in, in any chambers discussions the attorneys would have had with the judge. Um, so I would expect Thornton tomorrow motion to dismiss tomorrow. I think the judge will reserve on any motion to dismiss and then invite the defense to put on its case starting on Thursday. And then folks just looking ahead, that's we're expecting uh, Leo Skenyon, the speaker, Mattiello's chief of staff, the speaker himself, uh, Matt Jersick. I don't know if anyone else from the campaign. And then you have some, some of the media people that I believe are on the, witness list so um and that's what they're expecting folks uh again day two is in the books he's our legal expert tim dodd tim great job thanks we'll john take care tomorrow saving whether it's residential commercial seal coating or patios j perry paving they'll always provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience ex specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios general masonry projects folks this is the perfect time to have it done call j perry paving today they offer free estimates for any project their work is just fantastic look for them online it's j perry paving.com or call them 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 visit their website 
jperrypaving.com and also look for them on Facebook, J. Perry Paving. Find out about the benefits of asphalt. J. Perry Paving, 732-1730. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, petro.com check out some of our video original stories all my uh, social media links remember if you'd ever like to get a hold of me get in touch with me i should say go to depetro.com and at depetro.com you'll see contact and it's a very quick easy direct link right to me it's right there at the website depetro.com remember depetro.com is sponsored by mills coffee roasters mills coffee roasting.com direct link the most delicious and their local support the mills coffee roasters find the link right at the website depetro.com folks remember also if you'd like to support the show uh advertise on the program show that you're a supporter go right to the top of the website and then also it says um uh, advertise and you can get in touch with me there's also you can go into the shop that we have there we have different items. Maybe you'd want a uh, John DePietro show mug, or we have the mask with the, the uh, Armour Rhode Island Red series. We have all different types of unique uh, gifts that are right there, or things you could just purchase for yourself, whether it's a mug or whether it's a uh, you know face mask or a, a phone, the back, you, which carry your phone, phone case in. It's all right there at the website petro.com you just click on the button that says shop and then you'll see all different items well this much is i think an unknown and that is how is this uh the latest developments with the trump campaign 
How is this going to affect the rest of the campaign? Folks, he cannot be counted out. Right now, the media is trying to basically say that the election is over. Biden is too far ahead. The president, the polls show the president can't catch him. And I don't believe this. I I think that this could be a uh, dynamic change that uh, suddenly invigorates the president, certainly his supporters. I mean, that was tremendous seeing all the supporters out in front of and continue Walter Reed Hospital. And in some ways, maybe the president uh, really getting the perspective of having this, being treated for it. You watch the next several weeks. Now, we need, obviously, the president to feel you know, much better, 100%, um, not contagious would be a good, good start. But I think this um, could end up being, now, if everything stays the way it, it is, could be a very strong finish for the campaign. And whether it was all the different Trump rallies and gatherings that we've had in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, they had a huge car caravan that went from New Hampshire to all through uh, Massachusetts to New Hampshire. And then over the weekend in New York City, Fifth Avenue was jammed with Trump supporters. Trump supporters, folks, are coming out. They are showing their support, all the flags and signs. You don't see that with the Biden campaign, not even close. So as much as the media is trying to say, well, you know, the race is over and he's got COVID and CNN saying, no, we're hearing that CNN was actually reporting. They were hearing the president was in critical condition. And that certainly does not seem to be the case. Now, folks, again, you know, we don't know. We have to follow this and it is still a developing story. But I think. A big thing over the weekend was Trump supporters showed that they are enthusiastic, that they are not going away, that they uh, fully support, want to pull for the president. So I think, and that is something, if you're a Biden supporter, he just doesn't have that type of support. As I told you, there really is no Biden support. The only person they're supporting and voting for is the person that's not President, President Trump. That's who they're voting for. It's just whoever the nominee was. If it was Bernie Sanders, then that's who they'd be pulling for. Let's vote for Bernie Sanders. He's not Trump. If it was, if Hillary had jumped back in or it had been Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar or Mayor Pete or so all these other people or Kamala Harris, then it would have been, they're just not Trump. That's the only thing. I'm not convinced that that gets people motivated enough to vote. Not convinced of that. So now I also want to remind you, Folks, it is going to continue to get colder. This heating season, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to choose Henry Oil to be your oil care provider. 401-521-0200. Switch to Henry Oil. Make it count. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. I received an email from someone that said, John DePietro, I've had the same oil company for the past 20 years. And then I just switched to Henry Oil. And I say thank you. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, serving most Rhode Island, Southeastern Mass, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. It's Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Make the switch. Henry Oil and online at henryoil.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next weekend is Columbus Day weekend in Rhode Island. And Ron's Pastry Gourmet, now listen, they're going to be closed Saturday, October 10th until Tuesday, October 13th for the Columbus Day weekend feast 
on Federal Hill. So stop by and see Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're going to be located right in front of the Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue, right on Federal Hill. Folks, stop by and see Ron and Melissa. They'll have the most delicious cannolis, incredible calzones, everything right there. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're delicious pastry. Now, you know them. Look for them on Facebook. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, known for all the, their Trump pastry, Trump chocolate donuts, Trump cupcakes. But stop by and see them this weekend right there. They will be closed Tuesday um, until Tuesday, October 13th. They're going to be closed next Saturday, but they are going to be up on the hill. So if you're going up to the hill, it's going to be scaled down a little bit. No parade, but look for Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Ron and Melissa. All their delicious, incredible the most delicious cannolis, big chocolate-covered donuts right there in front of the Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue. Happy Columbus Day. Stop by and see Ron and Melissa at Ron's Pastry Gourmet up on Federal Hill all weekend long for the Columbus Day Festival. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300.